Hello, podcast fans, and welcome to another episode of the Latino Business Report. I'm your host, J.R. Gonzalez. Last Friday night at Globe Life Field, home of the Texas Rangers, I was watching me some baseball. Thanks to an invitation from Coca-Cola, I was watching the game from their suite. In recognition of Hispanic Heritage Month, Texas Ranger Baseball Club did something a bit different and out of the box. My two guests today, Stephanie Gaetan and Jose Garcia, were the ones who pitched this out-of-the-box idea to the front office. The idea was to give away custom-designed heritage jerseys to the first 15,000 people through the gates. Despite some initial resistance, Jose and Stephanie knocked it out of the park. Their promotional giveaway had Latino and Latina fans lined up outside the stadium hours before the gates even opened. Thanks to Jose's idea and Stephanie's support, Major League Baseball is now taking a second look at the power of the Latino market. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome. And today we have two guests with us. It's going to be Stephanie Gaetan and Jose Garcia. These two young people impressed me last week when I was up in Dallas, Texas, attending the Rangers baseball game. These two young people are actually a part of their marketing team of Texas Ranger Baseball Club. Stephanie, Jose, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Stephanie, how are you? Great. Can't complain. All right. Hey guys, I just want to say, first of all, congratulations on a job well done. And for the listening audience, last Friday, I was in Dallas. I was, in, I was invited to by Coca-Cola to be in their suite to watch um, Texas Rangers baseball, the American pastime. And it was Mexican, what was it, Mexican Heritage Night? Correct, yes. Mexican Heritage Night followed by Hispanic Heritage Night the following day. Now, Jose, Stephanie, I have a question. As we look at that, and first of all, great job. I want to talk about that, but I was impressed. But why do a Mexican Heritage Night and then a Hispanic Heritage Night? Uh, why not just combine them both? Um, that's a great question. I think, you know, for us Latinos it's, and Hispanics, it's it's a pretty obvious answer. Um, I think, you know, this country has gotten away with putting everyone in a box and kind of labeling one size fits all type of situation. And here at the Rangers, um, it's definitely, it was a goal of mine to be sure that that wasn't the case and kind of identify everyone. Obviously I would love to have a uh, Argentinian night, a Salvadorian night, a Guatemalan night, so on and so forth. Um, but, uh, you know, we're taking our first steps and hopefully we can grow to that. Um, but we we saw, um, you know, our support and our fan base and here in the DFW, you know, over 80 percent of the Hispanics that live here are of Mexican descent. So um, it was just an obvious first step for us to have Mexican Heritage Night and kind of parse that out. Um, and, uh, you know, having Hispanic Heritage Night and including everyone else on the day after was something very important to us as well. You know, we have a lot, a lot of players from different uh, backgrounds, Cuba, Dominican Republic, for just to name a few. 
and honoring them on the field as well as our fan base that are Puerto Rican and so on and so forth is a very important aspect to us. And, you know, that's kind of why there was two days. Um, um, but yeah, that, that's uh, okay. kind of the short story. That, that makes sense. So if uh, uh, Jose was up to you, you would have a Mexican night, a Puerto Rican night, a Dominican night, a 22 different nights. Absolutely. Of, of Latino culture. Absolutely. I mean, to me, to me, it's very important to understand the uniqueness of each one. And it's definitely um, every each one has the reason to be honored. Every each one has its reasons to have its own pride, have its everyone else has their own traditions. Everyone has their own likes and everything. Um, and I would yeah. love to be able to honor those um, All right. here at the Rangers one day. Not to mention, Jr. Both Jose and I are both proudly Mexican, so we had to a give our biased, own people a bias there. Okay, the kids, <laughs> you know, so am, I, so am I. It's all right. Okay, now Stephanie, you've been with the uh, you've been with the club a little bit longer, right? You've been with them for about four years. Correct. Yes, this is. Now, I'm wrapping up my fourth season. You're right, wrapping up your fourth season, Jose. You've been with two, and I know I've been to several of these games uh, on you know traditionally Hispanic Heritage Night. And this is the first time I've seen a Mexican night. Now you guys did some unique things during for Mexican night and you actually had to talk your bosses into it. Can you t tell us about that? Yeah, I will um, start us off, but Jose is going to steal the show on this one. So Jose is on our marketing team directly and I definitely collaborate with our marketing team, but I'm specifically on our corporate partnerships team. So we tag team a lot of different projects and, you know, Mexican Heritage Night, Hispanic Heritage Night, and really just bringing representation to the Hispanic and Latino community for the Rangers and for our fans are both a huge passion of both Jose and I. So it was important for both of us to, like he said, make that distinction. But this year, something that we did that no other team to our knowledge has done is do a gate giveaway at the scale that we did it. So first 15,000 fans in the ballpark for Mexican Heritage Night were able to get a free Mexican Heritage Night jersey. So, you know, it's a replica jersey and Jose can take all the credit for the design so I'll let him speak to that element of it, but we have okay, people be lined before, up. Be before we get there, okay, let me emphasize that 15,000 giveaway jerseys. Yes. Has any other league given away a gate giveaway that big? Um, yes, not for Mexican Heritage Night. Uh, we usually do okay. that. We usually do that for like bobbleheads and, you know, blankets and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, usually the Heritage Nights are usually reserved for special event tickets, which are kind of limited around a thousand to two thousand tickets. Um, it's it's kind of what is seen as like, you know, if anyone has ever come to the ballpark and done, you know, Star Wars night, then that's kind of that situation where you buy a special ticket and you go pick up your specific Star Wars bobblehead. Did you have any resistance from the higher ups in doing something like this? <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> I think we won't mention any names. But, yeah. but did they think it wasn't going to work or what? I think, yeah, I think there's a little bit of a hesitation in the front office. You know, do, when you're doing anything brand new, there's obviously going to be some hesitation. And, you know, I, it, it's not lost on me, you know, having some, you know, young 26 year old coming in saying that this grand thing is going to work and trust them is not the not the biggest thing uh not the easiest thing to kind of get on board on and and for me you know in in my position uh being the multicultural marketing coordinator there's you know when i got interviewed there was there was a conversation about you know 
if you were in this position now, what would you do um, differently? And out to our team and the organization's credit, I was very honest. And I, and I wrote out, a I had a long list that we should be doing this. 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 And they were very receptive and obviously I'm here. So they were, they were willing to, to bring me in and have some very uncomfortable conversations at the beginning. So, you know, I think, you know, when you're investing as much money as you are in coming up with something like 15,000 uh, giveaways, which not only did we do 15,000 giveaways, but we did 5,000 special event tickets on top of those giveaways. So we wow. did 5,000 uh, hats that matched those jerseys, um, which tied the biggest special event uh, item, uh, you know, marker that we have here at the Texas Rangers. Okay, so Jose, you at new on board at 26 years old was telling the head office you need to do this, this, and this, <laughs> and they actually listened to you. Yes, and credit to them, uh, and credit to a bunch of people in in our organization that championed that. You know, there's, you know, they're definitely not just going to listen to the the coordinator. Uh, there had to be some people on my team that were like, "Hey, let's give this kid a chance. Let's let's actually see if what he's saying is true." And you know, okay. Credit so to them. What happened? I know the gates opened at what five? The gates opened you, at you, five. You're advertising be the one of the first fifteen thousand. God dang, man! What's that hold? How much does that stadium hold? How many people? A little over forty thousand three hundred. Okay, well, so so yeah. your first fifteen thousand, you get a free Mexican heritage replica jersey. Yep. Okay. So, what happened? Uh, at about one. 30 i got a text message from uh, one of our friends in dnc which is our uh, food partner here um and i guess he was walking by the north entrance and he said uh have you seen the line and i said you know us being in the in the office we don't have a clear sight to the entrance i said what line what are you talking about and he just sent me a picture of the plaza in which there was already a line forming at 1 p.m and uh it you know, I was telling everyone I was really bullish and very confident in this night and how well it was going to do. But after, you know, there's a there's a certain point, no matter how confident you are, there's a little doubt in there. There's a little sure. doubt. Like, is it going to work? Is this really so by one o'clock? People were lining up to try to get one of those 15,000 trophies. And the gates didn't open till five. Correct. Correct. Wow. And, um, and Jr., I'll jump in here real fast to say. Not in playoff contention for this year. So there's maybe an alternative reason that people were lining up so early outside the gates. And um, again, just huge credit to all the people that made it happen. But Jose designed it. Um, he had the vision for it. And we had to get, you know, the people who understood why the design was what it was to back it up in the lead time, in the production, in the final proofing in order to make it what it was and to have the turnout that we did. Okay. So I got to ask, how many, how long did it take before you're just out of the 15,000? Yeah. So that, that actually happened uh, at different times at different entrances. Um, but overall, it seems like we were, we were completely sold out within an hour of the gates opening, which is, Definitely not something that is normal, no matter what we're giving away, no matter what day it is, that is not a normal occurrence at all. Um, and yeah, about an hour in to gates opening, it seems like we were out almost at all entrances. Wow. 
Okay, I just know. I live in Austin, Texas, and when I heard giveaway, I'll admit, so I was there early, and I was fortunate to get one of the jerseys. So very cool jerseys. The unfortunate part, Jose, you didn't make them in my size. I'm a big guy, <laughs> so we're going to have to work on that next year. But you know what? Better yet, why don't you just have a special one made for me, and just go ahead and add my name to the back. That, oh, that I love it. Cool. <laughs> but let's, I'll, I'll see what uh, I can do. Okay. Well, guys, kudos for you for uh, a couple of young Latinos of Mexican descent, as you proudly say, which uh, mm -hmm. you're, you have every right to, came up with an idea and talked the home office of a major league baseball team into doing something different that they've never done before. That is cool. Now then, so what's next? I mean, you guys pulled this off. You surprised everybody. So what did, hit, what did, what did the front office say when they saw the results and, and all the long lines? You know, my senior vice president has been here 26 years and started as an intern. And as he was walking around, he came back over to where our offices are. And he said, I haven't seen a line like that since 2016 when we made the playoffs. So just to hear the recognition of it, I think was the most encouraging aspect of me or for me. Um, and it's something that we heard, you know, resoundingly throughout the day and throughout the evening. So does Texas Rangers Baseball Club maybe have a better understanding of the power of the Latino market? Yeah, definitely. I think, and I think we saw it in multiple facets um, this year, not just in Mexican Heritage Night. Obviously, Mexican Heritage Night was probably the overarching, most successful and and most powerful version of that. But this year, we definitely hit some milestones. Um, we had the first ever official mariachi band for any baseball team so we have the official texas rangers mariachi band oh, this year. you have your own mariachi group correct correct so they they were nice. out here um about 14 or 15 times this season as well as we created an event called viva tejas that we have one saturday out of every month where we have food we have tacos birria paletas um micheladas all out in the plaza pupusas and we have uh, our mariachi band perform for 30 okay, minutes. Papusa's really Mexican? I mean, really? It isn't for Mexicans. This one is actually our oh, Viva Tejas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is Salvadorian. Okay. All right. Our, okay. our uh, Viva Tejas event is is uh, centered around the Hispanic community. So we wanted to make sure we incorporated uh, Hispanic pride throughout the year and not just wait till Hispanic Heritage Month, hence why it's once a month. And we did that with a number of different ways like music we had a cumbia band uh, we were talking about having a salsa class here um obviously the food the food pairings changed throughout the whole time um and you know it it was it was a resounding success throughout the year and you know having that here at the ballpark creating an atmosphere at the ballpark in which um our hispanic fan base can come feel welcome was a, a resounding, like I like to say, a resounding W for the year. On top of the fact that uh, some other wins were we had our first ever Spanglish spot go out, which went out to general market, not just okay, Spanish a bilingual market. spot. Yes. Yep. Um, it was written with the intention of being in Spanglish. Um, so we produced that and wrote that uh, with our Hispanic agency, Dieste, and they were awesome. And um, we came up with the tagline, Nuestro Home is to Home. And we put that out during Hispanic Heritage Month, but with the intention that at this point, we felt like we did, we definitely have a lot more work to do, but we did enough to put that out confidently and say, hey, we are creating an uh, atmosphere here at the ballpark 
for you to feel at home, for you to feel okay. like we are, you know, greeting you and making you feel comfortable here at the ballpark. Um, one thing that I don't want to go lost in all of the Mexican Heritage Night stuff that was happening. We also had Baile Folklorico uh, performers out um, a local dance group here in Arlington, as well as we had Micheladas available. Um, and the funny story about the Micheladas, um, they are also a vendor at Viva Tejas, which happened the day after on Hispanic Heritage Night. And they made 800 Micheladas for both Friday and Saturday. Um, they blew through all 800 on Friday before the fifth inning. Um, they were completely sold out. So, uh, well, how come how come they made so few? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to show you, that is not a normal occurrence here at the ballpark. Um, Micheladas have been a goal for me since I've started here to get uh, as a staple here in the ballpark, and we were able to bring in a local vendor that uh that lives here locally, and they make their own mix. Um, they have shrimp. And everything he has his own little secret going and wow. uh yeah he has his own stand in the ballpark so next year you're gonna have more more of those right more of absolutely. those we're working on it. absolutely yes. <laughs> and you also had a singer i forget what inning that was singing that what god bless america in her mariachi traje correct correct yes she sang the anthem as well and to the end and a shout out i think that was uh norma norma yeah. Rochevias that did that mm-hmm Norma did a good job. You look good out there. And as far as the trajes, you, uh, I heard rumor, uh, Jose, that you designed the uh, mariachi traje. Yeah, I, I will I will defer credit as well to Cole, our art director as well. Uh, me and him kind of got together with the leader of the mariachi group and kind of were, you know, we wanted it to be authentic. The last thing I wanted it to do was turn it into a costume. And I think that's very easy when you're trying to do something you yeah. know, branded and you know, that's that's a little out of the box. Um, I wanted it to pay homage to not only the state, but the culture. So working with the leader, he he really helped us in like, hey, this is traditionally what kind of more or less we would see. And then Cole and I kind of ranger fight it, so to speak. Um, and he kept me honest in in um, in keeping it kind of all in in sync in one theme but we went with the with kind of the state pride theme and you'll see the state shape on their sombreros you'll see the state shape on their arms you'll see the uh state flag on their belt buckle um cool. yeah so and they're all red um which definitely something i wanted to do is I, I wanted them to stand out and i wanted it to look different when you saw them i wanted you to be able to see yeah that that's the texas rangers mariachi band right there and how many other major league baseball teams have their own mariachi band? None. Um, they, <laughs> uh, they, the Dodgers do have a um, a presence of a mariachi band pretty consistently. I believe they do a Taco Tuesday thing, but um, for the mariachi band specifically, I believe they they rotate their band. Uh, it was really important for us to get uh, a group here in the DFW that was local at the same time, you know, create a partnership where we could really integrate them in the Ranger family and really do a lot of things that are maybe out of the ordinary, you know, having the custom of working with the same band, you can start to do little, little tricks here and there. And uh, yeah. I would love for you to hear their rendition of Guns N' Roses um, <laughs> when you have a chance to come out to the ballpark uh, uh, next season. Okay. Guns N' Roses. Seriously. Seriously. Yes. They do a <laughs> great job. And the, uh, they also pulled off a don't stop believing which uh funny enough i wasn't i wasn't here for that game but uh 
when I when I entered uh for work the next day, I had like five people come up to me and be like, they didn't know don't stop believing last <laughs> night. Can you like, did you know they could do that? And um it was just awesome to see, you know, any way that um, uh, you know, the culture can well, mariachi kind of, is is versatile. I've actually exactly. heard a mariachi group sold to Mexico do New York, New York, you know, exactly. and, I love and it. do Beach yeah. Boys songs. And and the band that we have, they they pride themselves on being versatile and 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 dynamic. They have they have a um equal amount of women as men members, and and with that, they feel like they can do a lot of different things, and um they do. They're they're an awesome they're an awesome band. Well, if I know the Latino community, you know, if I had one or two women, the women would be running the group anyway. So let's, just, <laughs> let's, let's be realistic about that. All right, guys, we're almost out of time. Before we go, I just want to say once again, congratulations. I mean, two young Latinos over there making a difference and moving the needle. I have to ask, what did head office say afterwards? Yeah, um, I'll go first on this one, you know, for my role specifically more on the business development side at the corporate and, and brand level, I'm in a revenue generating capacity, right? So to see the response that we saw and get the feedback that we did from everybody in the front office, from my senior vice president to Jose's boss, our vice president of marketing, you know, texts were flying to our ownership group, there were videos being sent around. And for us, that's how we grow our fan base. That's how we modernize the sport that's how we get younger that's how we diversify our fan base and all of those components are really the driving force between a lot of what jose and i have been collaborating on so from the partnership lens that's really exciting for us it opens up entirely new revenue streams and opportunities um and it's just the confidence factor right that what we're doing matters and that everybody here the entire community sees us hears us and now we're saying hey we see you too we hear you too Right. Well, so how did it affect your department? Um, it, it it was great. I mean, I I uh, there's a lot of people coming up to me in the in the past couple of days saying congratulations and 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 uh, what an awesome opportunity. But there's also been conversations about how we're already going to do next year. So that's a that's an amazing sign, you know, for somebody uh, to come and go out of their way to start having the conversations about what the plans are for next year. Um, when we just are not even through this year that's a that's a great great yeah. sign for what's to come and and how it was received so for me um yeah it was it was an awesome thing to see and and obviously because it was something that kind of came out of my head and something that I was so passionate about it was it was a surreal surreal experience seeing that line as long as it was on on Friday and seeing the the overwhelming support uh of nuestra gente that were there on Friday so um, super appreciative and super appreciative of everyone that gave me a congratulations in the office. But, um, but yeah, it, it was an, it was an awesome an awesome and overwhelming. Well, once again, congratulations to both of you. And Jose, I just want to a reminder, I drove four hours from Austin to Dallas. <laughs> okay. To get a Jersey that didn't fit. All right. So we're going to have to work <laughs> on that next time. There's I some think... of those full figured boys out here. Yeah. I, a fuller cut. I think, uh, I think, um, funny enough, next year there is there is some talks about increasing the amount in in which we would increase the amount. I think the sizes would also uh, be able to scale out. I at uh, for those people that don't know, um, if for gate giveaways there are only two sizes available. No matter if it was on Friday or any other gate giveaway, if it's a T-shirt or anything, 
XLs and mediums are the two standard sizes that get ordered. Um, but we I don't got know you, why, JR. but we don't got worry. you, Because right, I, I want to file a discrimination suit against <laughs> all the Major League Baseball. There are some bigger bigger people than just XL, you know. Let's add yeah. another X on an X on there. Yeah. Okay, but Stephanie, I heard you back. Thank you very much. You got my back. I yeah. heard it from you. All right, I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> Guys, anything you want to leave the listeners before you leave? A plug, what's going on? Yeah, follow Los Rangers, all of our Spanish platform accounts. Follow Texas Rangers on all platforms, TikTok included. We have a really funny social media team. Um, and I think just keep your eye out. Stay tuned. There is much more to come for us. Look at Steph doing my job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I would like to add is just assuring the people out there, um, is specifically the Hispanic people out there and the Latino people out there, that there are people on the inside working in these organizations and they do see you and they do hear you. And even at the league level, um, sometimes we wish things were a lot easier to get over the hump and, and get cleared. But there are a lot of people finding the good fight. And it's it's just sometimes it takes some time. But I just want to assure people that uh, I've seen it firsthand and across the league that there are a lot of people internally trying to do some great things for this, for the for their or respective organizations. And uh, I just want to assure people, yeah, the f good fight is being fought. We're out here. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's good to see some young people such as yourself to pick up the Pick up the sword and keep the fight going. Let us old guys relax. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank folks, you, Folks, you've been listening to the Latino Business Report. I'm your host, J.R. Gonzalez, and we've had Stephanie Gaetan and Jose Garcia, two young Latinos with the Texas Rangers Baseball Club, doing some amazing things, breaking the glass ceiling, if you will, changing norms, making baseball, as we all know, is not only a great American pastime, but, you know, we have a lot of Latinos that are great Americans, so it's our pastime, too. If you haven't listened to Latino Business Report before, you can find us on your favorite uh, podcast app and uh, check out our website at latinobusinessreport.com. I'm proud to say that uh, to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, we are dropping more episodes uh, about two a week, and we've also transferred our entire library to YouTube. So you can now listen to the Latino Business Report on YouTube. With that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say goodbye, and we'll catch you next time.